Hey guys, this is Stefan Arnold from the 100 Yard Coverage Podcast presented by FantasyFootballObserver.com. I am unfortunately out of town due to a family medical emergency this week, and Dakota has taken over the podcast uh, on a solo basis. So a little bit less editing on this podcast, so you'll be able to see a little bit how the sausage is made, but Dakota does a great job and uh, gives you some tips as well to help you get those guys off the wave of wire in week 10. So go ahead and listen to the 100-yard coverage podcast that begins now with Dakota doing a solo job, rocking and rolling, and that'll do it. Thanks a lot, guys. Once again, check out fantasyfootballobserver.com at the end of this podcast, and we will talk to you later. As Dakota says later, peace out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the 100-yard podcast. This week, Stefan, the editor, is out of town, and I, the writer, Dakota Vanderhoff, will be taking over as your as the host this week. I hope everyone enjoyed their Halloween. I know that I sure did. I uh, got to enjoy my son's first real Halloween as he's almost two, so he got to run around and dressed up as a lion. So I really hope that everyone enjoyed their Halloween night, and um, I really hope that everyone enjoyed the great football game that was going on between the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. So we're going to jump right into it, and we're going to get right into the injuries first. There were not many on the offensive side, but um, some big ones that will affect fantasy football for sure. Jacoby Brissett got his ankle stepped on. It looked pretty bad. Um, Frank Wright, the head coach, said it looks MCL-ish, and that's usually not a good sign. It's not something you want to hear from your head coach. But Brian Hoyer stepped in through three touchdowns and one interception for 168 yards. Plays Miami next e- next week, so he actually might not be a bad fill in for uh, uh, maybe a week or two that Brissett may, that may, uh, Brian Hoyer actually might not be a bad step in for Jacoby Brissett, who will be out for likely one to two weeks. Adam Thielen pulled his hamstring again, which is not good at all, because he has been suffering from this hamstring injury for, I believe, three weeks now, and um, if this is going to continue to nag him, I think that this could be something that will linger throughout the throughout the rest of the season and definitely affect him for the next one to two weeks. Deshaun Jackson re-aggravated his abdominal strain, and um, I originally put in my notes that this looks really bad, and now it's even looking worse because it, um, the reports that I've seen is that he is going to be going into surgery and he will likely miss the rest of the season. It's probably a sports hernia. He's getting older. It's not good. It sucks that the Eagles keep signing these deep threat wide receivers, these veteran wide receivers, and then they get injured every year. It really uh, hampers what Car- what we can expect from Carson Wentz for the rest of the year. really hampers what we expected from him this year. Um, as an Eagles fan, I'm really worried about this Deshaun Jackson injury. I don't think that Nelson Aguilar is talented enough to step into that deep threat role. And I've been really disappointed with Nelson Aguilar this year anyway, so Deshaun Jackson missing the rest of the season really sucks. Ricky Seals-Jones went down with a knee injury. We're not really sure of the severity of it right now, but I'm not too worried about him anyway. Last week, I mentioned that there were six teams on by, but I was incorrect. I jumped the gun a little bit. This week, there are six teams on by. The Eagles, the Patriots... Washington, Texans, Broncos, and Jaguars are all on by this week. This is going to be a really tough week for fantasy, but I made sure to include all only players that will be playing next week so we can 
fill in for all of your bye weeks. All right, we're going to start off at the quarterback position. This week, I chose Ryan Tannehill of the Titans to go up against Kansas City. He's been completing 70% of his passes in the last three games, and all of his games have had multiple touchdowns. And he's had about four rushing attempts per game, and he got one rushing touchdown this last week. I really like him up against Kansas City this upcoming week because Kansas City is been putting up a lot of points. They're known to put up a lot of points, even with Matt Moore behind center. But most likely, they're going to have Patrick Mahomes back. So Ryan Tannehill becomes a really good play because he's been a decent quarterback for the Titans. He's been moving the ball around. He's been hitting his targets. He's running when he needs to. So I really enjoy playing Ryan Tannehill against a weak Kansas City defense this week. Some other options that I included He's 35% owned. Oh, sorry, let me go back. Ryan Tannehill is only 8% owned in ESPN leagues right now, so he's widely available. Let me continue down to Derek Carr now. Derek Carr, for the Oakland Raiders, he's only 35% owned, and he is playing the Chargers this week. I like this rivalry matchup. And um, what's really nice about the Oakland Raiders is that their secondary and their defense has been allowing a lot of yards and points so it makes Derek Carr puts Derek Carr in a position where he needs to play catch up I also like Daniel Jones this week I know he's been pretty hit or miss he's a, a stream he's a streaming quarterback and I think he's stream worthy this week against the Jets who just got torched by Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins um, now I'm going to move on to the running back position at running back this week, I chose Ronald Jones from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel like we've talked about him a few times this year, and um, we probably will continue to talk about him because he is a really, really gross running back, in my opinion. I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of Ronald Jones, but he's only 39% owned, and he's playing against the Arizona Cardinals this week. Bruce Arians just mentioned this morning that He's earned more snaps in this offense, and so I'd like to see him continue to get 18, or, you know, I'd like to see him continue to get 15 to 18 touches per game. I think that he he becomes very fantasy relevant, and most running backs do become very fantasy relevant when they're getting those 15 to 18 touches per game, and he's playing against a really weak Arizona defense this week, so I think that he becomes a perfect fill-in for any running back that you got on by this week. Um, other running backs that I have been looking at is, I want to mention again, Gus Edwards. I think he's one of the best handcuffs out there right now because Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram really have this tandem going on, and it looks great. And if Mark Ingram were to go down and miss any time, Gus Edwards steps right in there. And this is the time of year that you want to get those handcuffs because you don't want to be going into the playoffs or trying to push, make a push for the playoffs and one of your top running backs like Mark Ingram gets injured and now you don't have a replacement. Pick up your replacement before he, before he goes down. Uh, let me take a drink of some water real quick. Uh. <clears throat> 
All right, now to move on to the wide receiver position. I picked out Zach Pascal, actually, um, before this game started, before, um, before Jacoby Brissett went down. And it, it really upset me when Joby, Jacoby... Okay, let me start this over. I originally picked out Zach Pascal before this game even started, and it really upset me to see Jacoby Brissett go down because then I thought that I couldn't talk about Zach Pascal, but then I realized, you know, Brian Hoyer filled in. He did a good job. He's a good veteran back. He knew what he was doing, and he plays Miami next week. Zach Pascal is the de facto number one wide receiver right now because T.Y. Hilton has gone down with an injury. <clears throat> Paris Campbell is looking pretty good in that offense, too. And I think he'll steal some uh, targets from Pascal, but Pascal is definitely the legit number one. He had a couple contested catches that looked amazing. I mean, some of, some of the best catches you'll see of the week came from Zach Pascal. So I think he looks like a legit wide receiver, even though he's got his backup quarterback. He's playing the Miami Dolphins, and I think that this is going to be a pretty plus matchup for him. And I think that he could probably become a wide receiver that you use and can roster for the rest of the year. He might even be one of the top. He might even be one of the top waiver wire pickups right now. Zach Pascal or Ronald Jones would probably be the top of my list. All right, now I want to move on to the tight end position. At tight end, I have picked out Jonu Smith. He's the tight end option, the receiving option, to my QB streamer, who I picked out, Brian Tannehill. Jonu Smith plays for the Titans, and he's also playing against the Kansas City Chief. Good job at it. He's playing a soft defense in the... Kansas City Chiefs, like I had said. But in the last three games, he's caught 12 of his 15 targets for one touchdown and 160 yards. This guy is explosive, and I like the fact that Ryan Tannehill can actually pass the ball in this offense. So I think that Jonu Smith, if Delaney Walker continues to sit out, Jonu Smith is an excellent play. But if you don't have Jonu Smith as an option, or maybe Delaney Walker can make it back onto the field. Vance McDonald from the uh, Steelers is only 45% owned, and he plays the Rams this week. And then another interesting tight end to look at is the tight end for the Miami Dolphins, Mike Gusecki. He's only 2% owned, and he plays Indianapolis this last week. But he's been averaging about five targets per game and about 40 yards he hasn't scored yet, so I expect him to find the end zone here pretty soon, especially if Ryan Fitzpatrick is able to be moving the ball down the field like he has in the past. All right. And then at defense, let's move on to the defenses. This week I picked out two defenses. I like the Ravens, who are only 34% owned, and they play at Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bengals are still winless and have now started their backup quarterback. I really like the Ravens to win this and just completely trample the Bengals. I don't expect the Bengals to be able to do much. They haven't been able to do much this year. Baker Mayfield has looked awful. The team just can't seem to pull it together. I think that 
issues are more within the coaching than with the players, but that is a serious problem to have. So the Ravens are only 34% owned, and they look like a great defensive option this week. Also, the Packers against the Panthers. I like this matchup. The Packers have actually one of the best secondaries. Um, they have one of the best cornerbacks right now. And I like this matchup because Kyle Allen, although he has been very serviceable and very good for the Panthers, I think that this is going to be his. This is going to be the week that he struggles, and Panthers can't completely rely on Christian McCaffrey. There has been a couple games this year where he gets shut out, and then you got to rely on Kyle Allen. I don't think that they're going to be able to do that this week. So the Packers, only thirty percent owned, become a very good play. All right. Well, I believe that is everything. This became a pretty short episode with just me in it, but I hope that you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you guys got some useful information out of it. There are going to be, of course, some other people that I will be writing up later today once that, once, uh, that gets edited by Stefan and posted up on our website. You can check us out at the fantasyfootballobserver.com. And if you'd like to follow me or if you'd like to engage with me in conversation on Twitter, you can follow me at at Dakota Vanderhoff, and you just got to drop the O out of Dakota. And then you can find Stefan at FF Observer. And this is our latest episode of the 100-Yard Coverage Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Peace out.